0: You're listening to The Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have Season 2, Episode 45, Getting to Know Your True Self. Welcome to Season 2 of The Brooke Snow Podcast. This season is breaking from tradition in an exciting way. After some lovely negotiation, I received permission from my publisher to publish the audio of my book, Living in Your True Identity, Discover, Embrace, and Develop Your Own Divine Nature as podcast episodes. Right now, this is a tentative experiment, and these episodes may not always be here, so I encourage you to listen while you can. My book is some of my best work, and while I do love my regular podcasts, they are more of a random selection of topics. The book, however, moves progressively, continually building upon a theme and leading you through a process. Each week, I'll release the next chapter. If you like what you hear, please consider purchasing the book for yourself or someone you know who would really benefit from this message. You can pick up a hard copy or Kindle version on Amazon, and I'll provide the link for you to do that in the show notes of this episode. Today, you have Chapter Five Getting to Know Your True Self. Chapter Five Getting to Know the True Self Nature and True Identity. What color is a carrot? Did you know carrots come in many colors and varieties? Have you ever eaten a purple carrot? Pure delight awaits you as you crunch into its flesh to reveal a stunning yellow center. The variety and detail in God's creations are truly endless. He didn't limit His creation of the carrot to one variety. He created many. He didn't stop with one variety of tree or plant. There are countless varieties. He didn't stop with one variety of man or woman. Humans are God's greatest creation of all, and no man or woman is like any other. The various vegetation in the world is perfectly matched with the right climate. A tall palm tree thrives in the hot desert in Southern California, yet doesn't survive the harsh cold winter in Alberta, Canada. The pine tree will hold onto its green needles all winter long, yet the maple trees leaves turn color and fall off when autumn approaches. How silly it would be for a pine tree to despair that all her needles never turned color or fell off. How silly it would be for the apple tree to gaze at a redwood tree and wonder why she wasn't as tall. God placed every tree and plant in the climate specific to its growth. God designed every living thing with unique qualities, different shapes, colors, and sizes, and amazing detail. And here we are as humans, often comparing ourselves and our lives to someone else, convinced we should be different than we are. Perhaps we are a steady ponderosa pine tree, looking longingly at a red maple, wishing we could change color. Perhaps we are an oak tree gazing covetously at the blue spruce midwinter, wishing our branches were not bare for the season. Nature is content and glorifies God in filling the measure of her creation. We will only find true happiness when we can do the same. When you know the details of what makes you unique and wonderful, it's much easier to be content and rejoice in who you are. You are a seed. God created you to be your own unique variety. You come to earth with a perfect identity. Just like a seed, you have all potential coded inside you. He plants you in the specific climate and conditions he knows you need to grow and to ultimately thrive. Your seed is pure and perfect, it's whole. You have perfect potential to become exactly who God designed you to become. When you begin the process of clearing away the false identity, what you find is the seed of who you are. It has always been there, it was always good, and it was always whole. The worth of a seed is inherent. Your worth is not based upon how tall you can grow or whether you can survive a cold winter. Your worth is not based upon how many other trees look up to you. Your worth is not even based upon how much fruit you produce. The precise reason a farmer plants a seed is because he knows the worth it holds within. He has faith it will grow. He envisions the vast potential that will pour forth in its cultivation and the contribution it will bring to the world. You are the same. Your worth and potential are always within you and further yet you are eternal. You may be living in a mortal body now but your spirit and potential were created long before coming to earth, and they will continue to exist in eternity after this life. True to the pattern of all God's creations, you too are unique and amazing. Inside you, He has created someone like no other. You have a perfectly unique makeup of characteristics, personality, attributes, interests, desires, talents, hopes, dreams, influence and purpose, unlike anyone else in the world. The truth about perfection. I have used the word perfect several times in reference to your true identity. It's a trigger word for some, and depending on your relationship with perfectionism, you may or may not have some discomfort in its use. God commanded, be ye therefore perfect. Matthew 5, 48. However, the word perfect does not currently retain the same meaning it did 2,000 years ago. The original Hebrew and Greek interpretation means to be whole and complete. Our modern-day understanding of perfect changed in the Industrial Revolution in the 1890s. Machines were introduced into the world, and suddenly there was a new association. Perfect now became Flawless as machines could mass produce with greater precision. This modern world understanding of perfect has created the belief that our value is tied to performance, a flawless one, that our value is tied to an end product, a point of arrival. Add this modern definition on top of God's commandment to be perfect and you get unrealistic expectations and pressure. Remember, Jesus commanded us to be perfect. He did not command us to do perfect. He is inviting us to be whole and to be complete. Be the true you. With his redeeming and enabling power, you become whole and complete. With his power, you clear away the false identity and find the whole, complete, perfect self he created. The purpose of our life is to develop and grow. Modern day perfectionism demands that you be seen or perform above the human condition. Such a notion is an immature understanding of life. Life is not flawless. People are not flawless. There are many things you are and there are many things you have the potential to become. You are a seed and a seed must develop and grow. Your true identity is in development. And as such, you have the responsibility to work together with the Lord to cultivate who you are now into who God created you to be. Development becomes much more enjoyable when you stop demanding a flawless performance. Personal growth can be grim and unbearable when attempted from within the false identity. Perfectionism, unrealistic expectations shaming yourself for slow progress or for making mistakes, or even allowing the incentive of competition to fuel your development to secure validation from others is a surefire way to crash and burn. Remember our earlier description of a new baby? She loves herself and she loves others and embodies her divine nature. Because she exists in this state of love, she will learn and progress at a rapid pace. Your growth and development likewise speed up when you work on it from within your true identity, when you treat yourself with love and compassion, when you receive and give grace and forgiveness to yourself, when you enjoy the process of growth and all the new adventures it brings. Who wouldn't want a more enjoyable, sustainable, fast-paced approach to developing who you really are? As you come to accept the original meaning of perfect and live life in your true identity, everything falls into its natural place. When you stumble, you dust yourself off and happily try again. You are no longer the one holding yourself back. Getting to know your true identity. Just as the adversary will entice you to create a false identity through influencing how you see, what you say, and how you feel, The Holy Spirit will entice you to discover your true identity in the same pattern of creation. How you see in your true identity. You see yourself with compassion. You see others with compassion. You see your potential. You see the potential and true identity of others, even when they're not living it. You see your worth as inherent. You see life through the lens of faith and possibility. You find evidence of God's blessings all around you. You see humanity as your fellow brothers and sisters. The words of your true identity. I am enough. I can. I belong. I have everything I need. I am loved. I love others. Life is working out for me. I forgive you. I am safe. I am whole. I am okay. I am united. I am not alone, I am one, I am supported, I am surrounded by help, life is easy, I am working together with others, I am working together with God. Feelings of your true identity, peace, joy, forgiveness, contentment, gratitude, love, understanding, compassion, empathy, motivation, ambition. Enthusiasm, faith, hope, delight, dedication, discipline, order, confidence, strength, commitment, patience, optimism, respect. When you feel negative emotions in your true identity, your heart remains open. The true identity allows emotion to flow through you without you going with it. You may feel anger, but you don't become anger. You feel envy without becoming envy. You feel impatient without becoming impatient. You allow yourself to feel all emotion without closing and therefore you retain your ability to act for yourself without being acted upon. You are proactive rather than reactive. This is what it means to be long-suffering. To suffer means to allow. You allow the feelings to pass through you, but you are not easily provoked by them. See Moroni 7:45. David gives an inspiring description of the Lord's feelings, including the negative emotion of anger. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. Psalm 145, 8. The Lord is slow to anger, he is not reactive, rather he wisely chooses how to respond to his children in a perfect balance of justice and mercy. Know that within the seed of your true identity, you too are encoded with this ability. It takes practice to not close your heart or react when negative emotions surface. As you develop your true identity, you too will grow in openness and be slow to close your heart. If this description of your true identity doesn't represent your life at all times, take heart! We are all working toward living in our true identity more often than not. This is why we need the redeeming and enabling power of the Atonement of Jesus Christ daily in our life. Knowing that this description is who you really are invokes courage to repent and try again. Living in your true identity is the only path to peace and happiness because you are living in alignment with who you really are. Discovering your true self, your own variety. Your true identity is a place of peace and potential and includes the general description of what I just outlined. Additionally, you have a unique combination of details that make you distinctly you. This is already apparent in your physical features and your DNA. It also exists in your spiritual features and spiritual DNA. This includes your interests, desires, attributes, hopes, dreams, spiritual gifts, natural talents, yet-to-be-developed talents, and your mission and purpose. One of the exciting adventures of life is discovering your own unique qualities and developing your identity. This is an eternal process, one that began in the pre-mortal life before you came to Earth and continues into eternity after this life. With a veil of forgetfulness blocking the memory of your life before, you spend a good portion of time here relearning who you are and experiencing trials and opportunities that are specially designed to help you grow. As part of this discovery process, let's explore a few key areas that give insight into who you are individually. Your roles versus attributes. Roles are associated with your relationships and commitments in your life. Roles provide opportunities for growth and development. They can also be seasonal and evolve throughout your life. When you build your identity on a role, you risk losing your identity. I have known many women who build their identities on their role as mothers, only to feel lost in meeting the demands of those they serve or to struggle to know who they are when their nests become empty. When I left an eight-year career as a professional photographer, I lost confidence in who I was because I had identified my role of a photographer with my sense of worth. It's easy to fall into the snare of identifying with your roles, and culturally, we tend to promote it. When someone asks you to tell them about yourself, how do you usually respond? Most commonly, we list our roles. I am a mother, a wife, a podcaster, an entrepreneur roles are good and necessary to your life, but your roles are not who you are. Your roles are what you do. Most people never learn to discern between the two. And when the roles change or you don't perform in that role to the level of your expectation, your personal worth can feel challenged. Instead, you must learn who you are within your role. We speak of roles as the hats we wear. When I wear the hat of motherhood, I bring attributes of organization, structure, perfecting, simplicity, and inspiration. When my sister wears the hat of motherhood, she brings the attributes of playfulness, imagination, humor, spontaneity, and adventure. We wear the hats differently and uniquely. If I look at the way she wears her hat and think, I should be a lot more playful and adventurous in my role as a mother. It's akin to me being a pine tree looking at the red maple wondering why my needles don't change color. In my comparison, I'm totally overlooking the strong attributes I bring that make me unique. Now berating myself that I should be more playful and adventurous is not the same as setting a goal to develop these attributes myself. Nonetheless, playfulness is going to look different in a pine tree than it does in a red maple tree. Whatever attributes I have or develop will still express in their own unique way. If you feel like you have ever lost yourself in your roles, this next exercise will be particularly helpful. When you can identify your attributes, you effectively bring your true identity into your role. Your roles. Fill in the blank for the following statement 10 times. I am a. Fill in the blank. Your attributes. Watch what happens when we eliminate one word. I am. Fill in the blank. Grammatically, you can no longer fill in the blank with your roles. What are your options now? Your attributes. Now complete the new statement 10 times. I am fill in the blank. This simple distinction beautifully demonstrates how your true identity is embodied in your unique attributes. Your true identity is not your roles or past achievements. It's the attributes you have. And the attributes you develop that flavor everything you do. It is who you are inside your role. You will develop in your ability to see and develop your attributes. These statements are a powerful way to discover who you really are. And also a powerful way to further your development. We will talk in greater detail about this in the following chapter. Your talents and spiritual gifts. Dallin H. Oaks stated, We should seek after spiritual gifts. They can lead us to God. They can shield us from the power of the adversary. They can compensate for our inadequacies and repair our imperfections. You have unique talents and spiritual gifts. Some of these may already be obvious to you and other gifts may take some careful searching. Remember your gifts and talents are inside you, not outside you. When I left a budding music career to serve a mission for 18 months, I felt a distinct loss in my identity from leaving the stage and the piano. I felt those two objects were important for people to know who I was. I struggled without them, wanting the comfort and validation they provided for me. But a stage and a piano are not part of me. They are outside of me, as is a soccer ball, microphone, sewing machine, paintbrush, camera, pen and paper, or any other number of things we may associate as our gift or talent. My talent was not a piano or a stage, in the same vein that you are not your roles. If I looked deeper, I would have found that my talent was really the attributes of musicality, focus, dedication, discipline. Had I been able to distinguish my true talents as they exist inside of me, being separated from a piano and a stage would have not triggered the identity crisis it did. I could have instead found new ways to apply these talents to my current environment and season of life. Culturally, we lean toward thinking about talents in an external sense. Those who don't shine with the arts or a sport often concede to believing they have no talent at all. The following exercise is helpful in identifying talents that may be less obvious because they aren't naturally linked to external objects or activities. Talents such as enthusiasm, listening to others, making peace, making friends, hospitality, vision, teaching, organization, compassion, optimism, creative ideas, and problem solving are a few examples. Chances are you have far more talents and special gifts than you originally thought. Learning to recognize the talents and gifts inside you will expand the possibilities of how you use and share them my gifts and talents inside me. List your talents that connect to objects. Let's look at these talents. Can you identify a spiritual gift that fuels that talent? A spiritual gift is an attribute and quality that you always carry within you and that you can express in ways beyond objects or tools. Here are a few examples of talents within creativity, love, focus, discipline, dedication, idea generating, problem solving, optimism, humor, listening, faith, hope, vision, gentleness, empathy, compassion, organization, planning, leadership, courage, charity, making art, and loyalty. Now list your own qualities or attributes. Your Desires and Curiosity. Pay attention to your desires. What lights you up? What brings you joy? What are you curious about? Do you always read books on a very particular topic? Do you have a burning desire to learn all you can about a certain subject? Do you have dreams about pursuing a particular adventure? What are your desires? List these desires. Expertise. Pay attention to what people come to you for. What do they ask your advice on or ask your help with? Consider big things and small things and list them as well. Ask others. Many times we do not recognize these qualities that exist inside of ourselves because we don't practice seeing them. Asking someone who knows you well is a brave and exhilarating exercise in learning more about yourself. Choose three to five people you love and trust to describe the attributes and gifts that they see within you. Consider your spouse, parents, siblings, children, friends, and teachers. When you gather their responses, look for patterns. Do you see anything repeated? Record their responses. Ask God. God knows you better than anyone else. Special direction given in patriarchal blessings or other priesthood blessings can also be a sacred source to learn more about your own divine gifts and mission. Ask the Lord in prayer to help you see what your gifts are. Pay close attention to words or impressions that come to your mind or that show up for you in the following few days. Record any impressions. I hope you enjoyed chapter five, getting to know your true self from my book, living in your true identity, discover, embrace and develop your own divine nature. This chapter is filled with a variety of exercises, writing exercises that help you learn the difference between your roles and attributes and learn more specifically what your own spiritual gifts and talents are. Your true self is divine and also unique. If you'd like to have an easier way to reference these exercises, please consider buying a copy of the book. You can pick up a hard copy or Kindle version on Amazon, and I'll provide a link for you to do that in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much for listening.